Well, hello and God bless you. Welcome to BlaineCouragesYou.com, where we are here with the word of the Lord to encourage you to stay on the wall for the Lord. My name is Blend, and I certainly do count a blessing to be here with all of you on this, the 54th episode of our podcast. Well, BCU family, we are circling back around to Nehemiah chapter 4. So we're going to pick up where we left off the last time that we were together. So go ahead and take this opportunity to please go get your Bibles, your notebooks, something to write with, a snack, and settle on in. Blink Courages You is coming to you with Nehemiah chapter 4. And our lesson is entitled, When You Just Don't Have Enough Strength to Make It Through Your Assignment. That's what's coming up next. All right, BCU family, so I do trust that our Nehemiah study has been a blessing and a call to action to you as well. I've got to tell you, I know it has been a call of action to me. My goodness. But we give God all the glory and praise for what it is that he brings to our attention. And that statement may make a little bit more sense as we get further into our study if you don't understand it already. So, if you are joining us for the first time, welcome. And for those of you all that are returning, welcome. God bless you all. It's been a little bit since we've been in the book of Nehemiah in our study. So, what you may want to do, time permitting, is to go onto the blankcouragesyou.com site and circle back to where it says series and studies and listen in on Nehemiah chapters 1, 2, 3, and the beginning of 4. Likewise, if you're on Google Play iTunes or Stitcher Radio, you can do the same thing. What you can do, rather than going to the blendcouragesyou.com site, is just go ahead and check the listing. And what you'll see is the uh, books of Nehemiah or the studies that we've covered so far right on the list. Go ahead and click on those, give them a listen, and then come on back to Nehemiah chapter 4. And we're in part 2 of that here today. All right, so listen, uh, where we left off last time with Nehemiah chapter 4 is that Sanballat and his posse, they were threatening the work on the wall. Nehemiah kept his composure and set up a watch as well as praying so that the work would continue to go on. With all of that, Nehemiah is now facing another challenge with his own work crew. So let's dig right in. Nehemiah chapter 4 starting at verse number 10. So Nehemiah gets a report from Judah who says that the strength of the bearers of burdens is decayed and there is much rubbish so that we are not able to build the wall. What the Lord brought to my attention here was is that Judah came saying the strength of the bearers of burdens. Other words, in other words, the workers. If you think back, BCU family, to Nehemiah chapter 3, Nehemiah took the time to name the individual builders, the priests, the merchants, the Tekoites, the sons of so-and-so. He called them all out by name. When Judah brought his report, he says, the bearer of burdens. In other words, the strength of all of the help, all of the workers, 
all of the priests, all of the merchants, whoever it was in Nehemiah chapter 3, all of their strength was now decayed. Think about it. If we think about Nehemiah chapter 2 and Nehemiah chapter 4 in the beginning, everyone was initially willing to work even with the threats. So while that was taken care of for the time being, for some reason, the work crew started to notice all of that work ahead of them and things started to look impossible. Can you relate to that? BCU family, anytime that we are into an assignment that God has given us, especially in the middle and the end of it, and when it's been long and tedious and lots of things have been going on, we start to get tired. Yes, and the result of that is now that fear starts to creep in, we start to cower a little bit, we get super stressed, we start to think, you know what, this is too much of a trial, it's too much work, it's too dangerous, too difficult, I'm not built for this, and we start to play that song over and over in our minds. Notice how the enemy just gives us that track free of charge, by the way. So once that starts playing over in your mind, you are obviously thinking it, you start to say it, you start to act it, and you start to spread it. Yes. So now what likely started with one worker has infected all of the workers. And, and what's infected them? The poison called fear. Yeah, fear is crippling, and this sort of thing happens all the time. Think about it. In the news, things that are going on with our police force, the Zika virus, shortage of food, contamination of chicken parts or vegetables, the plastic that we might be consuming in a burger, the pesticides that we get in our foods. Is what we're eating, is it really organic or is it not? What's this new president going to do? Am I going to lose my job? What if, what if, what if? Yeah, that's all fear. That's all fear, BCU family. And when fear grips you, you will do nothing, gain nothing, and get nothing. And we know that God has not given us a spirit of fear, but of power, of love, and a sound mind. And that comes from 2 Timothy chapter 1. Verse 7. Now that's something to give God praise for because when we know that that fear is not coming from God, we can rebuke that with his help and we can walk in that spirit of power, love, and a sound mind. Amen? Oh, glory to our God. Yes, indeed. Okay, I'm getting excited, everybody. Let me get back to Nehemiah. Let me get back to Nehemiah. So on top of these threats, bluffs, ridicule, and now this weariness, here comes yet another attack. Verse number 11 says, And our adversary said, They shall not know, neither see, until we come in the midst of them, we're going to slay them, and we're going to cause the work to cease. So here, the Jews learned that the enemy was planning a sneak attack to come and wipe them out. And then, obviously, if everyone was wiped out, the work on the wall would stop. Obviously, the enemy was very threatened by what was going on and the progress of it. Otherwise, he wouldn't have been plotting so hard and trying to instill all this fear. Did you catch that BCU family from my point from earlier? 
Yes. Sometimes when we are being fought and fought very, very, very hard, when it gets difficult, that means that the enemy is threatening. He wants you to quit. You all know what we're supposed to do, right? Yes. With God's grace, we keep going. All right. Verse number 12 says, And it came to pass that when the Jews which dwelt by them came and said unto us ten times from all places whence ye shall return unto us, they shall be upon you. So there were some Jews that neighbored by the wall project, and obviously they overheard what the adversary, Sanballat and all his friends, were planning, and they told Nehemiah and the crew all about it. And they made sure they told them at least ten times. So at first, I thought about these folks that were residing by the wall. I'm like, well, why weren't they helping? You know, what's going on with them being lazy? But, but the Lord showed me that God had a purpose for them being in place to report back to Nehemiah. So we really shouldn't be critical of those that are not working on the wall with us. Um, perhaps the Lord has a plan for them to help warn you. So, yeah, remember Nehemiah said that he set up a watch as well as praying in Nehemiah chapter 4, verse 9. Perhaps these were the folks that were watching. So another thing to think about um, and, and applying these lessons to us or this lesson to us, think about the assignment that God has called you to. Maybe you have more than one assignment. What have we abandoned because we were weary or fearful or felt that it was too much work? Who threatened you? Who ridiculed you? Who told you that so-and-so was out to stop you? Why did you let it stop you? While threats and ridicule is real, and it does hurt, it does not negate us and our responsibility to stay on the wall. God is not going to excuse us from the work that he has called us to because the enemy tries to get in our way. Now, mind you, we may need to come down on the wall and get healed up, but the work should not cease. John chapter 9 and verse 4 says that I must work the works of him that has sent me while it is day. The night comes when no man can work. So what we want to do is get our work done now while we are here and able to do it. Once our night comes, and that means when the Lord takes us out of here, either by the rapture or through death, we cease from working. And we have to give an account, everybody. So we want to be sure that the account that we give will net us the result of the Lord saying, Well done, thou good and faithful servant. Enter into the joy of the Lord. So obviously, if we're raptured up, we've made it in. If we die before the rapture comes, we want to make sure that when we stand before God, that we are able to give a solid report. All right, so now that we've gotten that taken care of, now that we know that, let's take a look at what Nehemiah did once he heard all of these different threats and things that were going on. So verse number 13 says that Therefore, set I in the lower places behind the wall and on the higher places, I even set up the people after their families with their swords, spears, and their bows. 
So what I love about this BCU family is how Nehemiah took their concerns seriously and he acted on them. He didn't tell the folks, oh, well, just trust God and, and keep working. He set up a watch. He organized these families with weapons, and then he was able to speak encouraging words to their hearts. Verse 14 says, And I looked, and I rose up, and I said unto the nobles and the rulers and to the rest of the people, Don't you be afraid of them. Remember the Lord, which is great and terrible, and fight for your brethren, your sons, and your daughters, your wives, and your houses. I love this BCU family because Nehemiah reminded the folks of God's word as well as who they were fighting for. I love that Nehemiah's faith was backed up by works because faith without works, it's just dead. And that's in James chapter 2, verse 17. So how we can apply this to us is, let's think about the assignment that God has given us. Is it worth fighting for? Is what God gave us, what he put in our hearts to do, the task, the talent, the gift, the marriage that he ordained, the relationship that he blessed you with, the family member, the friend, even the stranger that you are witnessing to, is all of that worth fighting for? Is it worth staying on the wall for? Is it worth staying on duty for? And that answer is a resounding yes. And I'll tell you why. That's coming up in verse number 15. Let's see why. And it came to pass that when our enemies heard that it was known unto us and that God had brought their counsel to naught, that we returned all of us to the wall, everyone unto his work. I'm just going to let that marinate for a minute. Listen, these folks kept working, okay? After Nehemiah encouraged them, let me just go back. After he set up the watch, after he made sure that they were all outfitted with the, with the um, weapons that they needed, he encouraged their hearts. They kept on working and the enemy stopped. The enemy knew that he was defeated. And you know what? We know that he is defeated as well. He knows it and we know it as well. We forget about that sometimes. We've got to remember that this fight that we're in, everybody, it is fixed. It's fixed. And in the end, God wins. He always wins. So we are not to lay down and just give the enemy the victory and then walk around claiming that he stole it. All right. So we want to watch as well as pray. Nehemiah chapter four, verse nine tells us that we want to fight in the spirit. Let me repeat that. We want to fight in the spirit rather than in the flesh. And we want to stay in our full armor. And you can read all about that in Ephesians chapter six, verses 10 through 18. We've got to have on our armor, y'all. We've got to fight knowing that the Lord has our back. And when we keep that in mind, especially when we start to get weary, that's going to help to strengthen us. Listen, BCU family, 
you know, we all get tired in the battle, myself included. So in addition to the scriptures that I just mentioned, we can also wait on the Lord to renew our strength so that we will mount up with wings of an eagle. We will run and not be weary and we will walk and not faint. And that's found in Isaiah chapter 40 verse 31. And those scriptures right now are giving my spirit life. And when you think about the wings of an eagle that you can mount up, that eagles just fly over everything, that we can run and not get tired, we can continue this work and not get tired running for Jesus, that we can just walk and not feel faint, all because we wait on the Lord. And then we've got all of our armor on, the girdle of truth, the breastplate of righteousness, the shield of faith, the sword of the spirit, the helmet of salvation, and the shoes of peace. We continue to pray and that we're strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. We're watching and praying. Let me tell you, let me tell you, we can do this work and we can do it well and be victorious in the name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. All right, BCU family, are you as excited as I am? I am telling you that the Lord has given us some nuggets to apply to our lives. I'm excited about that. And I thank God for his word. And I know that you do too. So this brings us through Nehemiah chapter 4, verses 10 through 15. So please stay tuned for our next look at the remainder of Nehemiah chapter 4. You do not want to miss that. In the meantime, there are some additional podcasts available for you to enjoy 24 hours a day, seven days a week on the blendcouragesyou.com site. You can also see what we're up to on a daily basis by liking us on Facebook, and you can also follow us on Twitter and on Instagram. And if you already haven't done so, please listen in and subscribe to the podcast on Stitcher Radio, Google Play, iTunes, or you can simply just subscribe to the BlankCouragesYou.com site where this will automatically pop up into your inbox whenever we have a new post or podcast. Before you go, let me let you all know that I love talking with you. So I would love for you to leave a comment. So why don't you tell us, what are your favorite go-to scriptures that encourage your heart, especially in times of trouble? We'd love to hear from you, so please be sure to let us know what those scriptures are. Share it with all of us. So, BCU family, we're going to go ahead and wrap things up. I want to thank you so much for stopping by. We know that you have other choices for encouragement, and you came by here, and we are certainly grateful to God for you. And we're praying for you that the Lord will bless you, that he'll keep you, and make his face to shine upon you. So, until we meet again... Stay on the wall.